This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Attention! Hey, it is time to salute service dogs. Yes, I'm talking about these highly trained canines who are improving the lives of military veterans many dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. And here to share how you can play a role in helping pair these dogs with veterans are two top dogs in the pet world. Please welcome to our show the lead veterinarian for Perina, Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos, and an amazing, I love this title, ready guys? (laughs) Anthrozoologist from my alma mater, Purdue University, Dr. Maggie O'Hare. Hey, ladies, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. Hi, glad to be here. All right. Uh, hey, pet pals, the fifth annual Service Dog Salute, sponsored by Perina Dog Chow, just kicked off. The good doctors here on our show are going to unleash some details, but we got to take a commercial break first. You know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hi, Pet Pals. Arden Moore here to chat about H2O. Water's wonderful, but know what's even better for your dogs and cats? Isotonic drinks called Kitty Raid and Doggy Raid. My small dog, Emma, is not a big water drinker. So I treat her to doggy raid at mealtime and after we take long walks. And I rarely see my orange tabby rusty at the water bowl. So I put a few squirts of kitty raid in a bowl and he comes running. I treat all my furry bunch to a gravy-like meal topper called yummy raid. Great news, doggy raid. Kitty Raid and Yummy Raid contain electrolytes, amino acids, prebiotics, and much more healthy ingredients for your pets. Veterinarians give them paws up, and so do I. Learn more by visiting doggyraid.com. That's D O G G Y R A D E.com. Drink up, pets. Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the All Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guests today are bringing out the best in military veterans. They are also spotlighting the possum work performed by service dogs. From Perina, we have Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos 
And from Purdue University, we have Dr. Maggie O'Hare. You guys ready to dive in? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, all right. So uh, just so you know, in my previous life, uh, I was actually a sports writer for a leading daily newspaper, so I really dig stats. But there's a couple of stats we're gonna talk about on today's show that are very jarring. Roughly about three and a half million military veterans suffer from PTSD. And our guests here are trying to make a difference. Also, of these folks, only about 1% right now are being able to be paired with these highly, highly trained service dogs. Yikes. We need to dive right in. I know that uh, Perina, Dr. Ruthann, has had a long commitment for different projects. Tell us how this whole thing came about, the service dog salute campaign. Right. So we, as Purina, have supported military and our veterans for almost a hundred years. And it really goes back to our founder, William Danforth, who, when he came back after volunteering for World War One, created his first dog food and named it Chow in oh. to give yeah, to give props to the soldiers who were in the Chow lines and really? you know, providing their nourishment and all of that. So yeah, so it is a it is woven into our DNA and the service dog salute in particular, as you mentioned, started about five years ago. I am now going to have you be my teammate if we ever get to do tag team Jeopardy. My <laughs> goodness, I did not know that historical fact about Perina and the chow line. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. No pressure, Dr. Maggie O'Hare, but I think people need to know because I have been on this show since 07. We have had everybody from Betty White to Dr. Marty Becker, you name it. You are my first anthrozoologist. <laughs> I can't even put that on a crossword clue. Tell everybody what that is. Well, I am so lucky because being an anthrozoologist means that my whole job is to study how we interact with animals and what that means for humans and for the animals themselves. So I eat, sleep, and breathe the human-animal bond in my job. That's a pretty good gig. I really like that. So it's underway. We're going to get this in. There is a deadline of, uh, I think, July 22nd. I want to get all those particulars. But this year's salute uh, to the military veterans from uh, Doug Chow, you're adding something new. Dr. Ruthann, what is that? Yeah. So this year, we're actually partnering with the Association of Service Dog Providers for Military Veterans. And what we're doing is recognizing kind of threefold. We're recognizing the impact that the dog has on that veteran's life. We're also recognizing the dog themselves and the service organization who are, you know, again, training these dogs to partner with those veterans to be able to have them have a more kind of quote unquote normal life. And and I know Dr. O'Hare knows all of those stats. So when you want to throw it back over to her, she can she can really tell you how they they impact those veterans' lives. All right. You want to take that lead in? She just tossed you a bone there. Toss me a Mendes. bone. I will take it. So we have been studying this topic for about seven years now across three different studies. And what we are trying to ask is what is the impact that service dogs have for veterans with PTSD? You know, you see it in the news and movies, yeah. these magical stories. Our question is, what does the data say? What does the science say? And so far, what we found is that when we look at comparison between those veterans who have a service dog and those who do not, those who have a service dog are functionally significantly better. Really? So we see about 25% less PTSD symptomology, about 30% wow. less depression. We see a twofold increase in psychological well-being, quality of life, 
we're seeing these changes that are quite frankly, clinically meaningful and are for the first time being documented in a way that we can share with clinicians, policymakers, and the general public. So the bottom line, dog does a body and mind good. A bottom line, indeed, they certainly do the mind good. I know many people look at different impacts, you know, in terms of physical activity and health. We were really zeroing in on that mind element. You know, what are the unseen things that these dogs can do to help someone who has PTSD? You know, I, I have uh, several in my family from the military, including my spouse, who was a combat MP in the army. And my question is, people hear that expression, you've got my six. I know dogs have four legs and people have two legs. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Maggie, what does that mean? And how important is it for a service dog to be able to have a veteran's six? You know, that's a quote we hear so often from the veterans we work with that finally they have someone to fill that role. So an example in everyday life might be that our veterans with PTSD say they have trouble going out in public. It's too scary. They don't know if you're in a, you know, a grocery store for someone without PTSD, yeah. walking down the aisle may not seem that scary, but for someone with PTSD, particularly combat related exposure, they tell me that they don't know who's coming up behind them around the aisle in the places they can't see, or if they're at the ATM, who might be coming up behind them. So with the dog, the service dog can face the other way and simply nudge them if someone's approaching. And that simple, specific trained task can make the difference between that veteran staying at home or going to the grocery store or their child's soccer game or any of these many places where no one have their six until they have their service dog. And you gave the example of them being able to see the dog see. So what happens if somebody in the aisle over drops a can of beans, the metal sound hits the floor. So how do they help bring a veteran with PTSD back to, hey, all good, all good. Absolutely. So that is, in fact, the number one trained task that the service dogs are doing for these veterans is helping to calm and comfort from that type of anxiety. So the dog can do this in two ways. The first is, let's say there is that loud noise in the other aisle. The veteran can ask their dog for calm and comfort. And that's a trained task that can take various forms, maybe leaning up against them or just simply petting the dog. And that can help bring them back to the present. Focus on the dog is showing no signals of danger. They're safe. I'm safe. I'm in the present. Or in other cases, the dog can initiate it. So the really? dog, there might not be a loud noise in aisle two, but in that veteran's mind, there's okay. a flashback or a memory and the dog can notice signals of change and anxiety. And the dog can also, in those cases, nudge, paw, lick, bring them back to the present, back to reality. I'm here, you're here, and we're both safe. And that is what we see as the number one most used type of task is to reduce that anxiety and bring back to the present. I like that. So we have the leading anthrozoologist in the house. I'm just making you number one. How's that? Because you oh, and I you. both, you know, we're talking Purdue, right? You know, that's right. <laughs> I graduated in 19... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> go Boilermakers. Okay. But also important in this whole mission is to have folks like Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos. And you are the lead veterinarian for Purina. I want to get into that. But you just don't stop there. I understand you also uh, spend some time after hours as a relief veterinarian. I know what a relief pitcher is in sports, <laughs> but what is a relief veterinarian? Yeah, so on nights and weekends, I like to do what I call being a real vet. Um, so I go, <laughs> I go into clinics um, and practice as a veterinarian. So where nice. different clinics need kind of like a substitute teacher would, I fill in at clinics. 
I'm also certified in canine rehab and acupuncture. So um, I have a little, you know, mobile practice that I'll do if I'm not in a clinic on the weekends, go see a few, a few patients or something like that. Is everybody listening to her? Do you guys get the sense she digs being a veterinarian? (laughs) Do you guys get that? And you also have a a few uh, canine pals at home, including it. You want to give a little shout out because they have better hearing than we do. And I really want to be a good host and be able to do a shout out to each of your pets. So starting with you, Dr. Ruthann. Sure. So, well, I will say one of mine doesn't hear so well because she's almost 17 uh, and she's a German short hair pointer named Stella. And (laughs) how do you sign language Stella? (laughs) Her main job every day is to hold down the sofa, which it can be a really hard job. So she, and she excels at it. Um, And then we have the athlete of the house, uh, Finn, who's my seven-year-old yellow Labrador and my running buddy. And then we we have the professional snuggler whose name is Riggs, and he's the little French bulldog and the youngest of the crew. And the best (laughs) snorter in the house, right? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How about about you, Dr. Maggie? What's uh, your 411 of your four-leggers? I've got one dog named Milo, and she has to do all of those jobs combined. (laughs) So... Um, she's almost eight years old and just a rescue mutt. We've done the DNA testing, a bit of Beagle, a bit of Jack Russell and about 500 other things. <laughs> As uh, some folks have called them canine cocktails, right? She's a canine cocktail. I like that. <laughs> I, <love> that. <laughs> I think uh, Dr. Marty Becker years ago coined that. See, I'm a journalist, so I have to make sure I do attributions, right? Yes, for so sure. <laughs> how do you two get to work together? Because, you know, you're both doing something, but have you been working together a few years on this project, which is, by the way, everybody, I want to make sure you all go to dogchow.com slash service after the show to get more details. But have you guys been working together? Is this your first go around, Dr. Ruthann? We've been working together, I would say, maybe for about two or two or so years, Dr. O'Hare and myself directly. And really, it's it's again, our, uh, at Purina, our woven into our DNA is that people and pets are better together. And so the work that Dr. O'Hare, O'Hare does just feeds into that philosophy. And so if we can help to qualify and quantify how these dogs are making a difference and start hopefully finding funding because it's about $20,000 to train a service dog. And that's no small chunk of change. And it's not only the money, it's the time, right? Yes, yes. And so we really, you know, between our two organizations and Dr. O'Hare's amazing ability to fundraise through other organizations, he's really been able to progress this work and get some good data that's helped us to make some differences in Congress and also around the country. How about you, Doctor? It's Maggie O'Hare and everybody. This is hilarious. How do you spell your last name? It's O apostrophe H-A-I-R-E. Got to get that I in there because you got dogs. exactly well i want to talk a little bit about your mission to help this campaign and what you're doing internationally but we all got to take a break and listen to our sponsor so sit stay we'll be right back time for a walk on the red carpet of course all behave will be back in a flash right after these messages Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Itch, scratch, rub, chew, repeat. Does that sound like what's happening to your pet? Help is here. Zymox skin and ear care products can help 
calm and soothe your pet's angry skin or red infected ears. For over 20 years, Zymox products have been helping pets find relief for these conditions. For that itchy pet, Zymox shampoo and leave-on conditioner combines a special blend of ingredients that moisturize, hydrate, and provide soothing relief. For those hard-to-treat areas like body folds or the paws, easy-to-use Zymox topical cream and spray are great options. And for those nasty ears, Zymox ear solution is amazing. And you don't even have to pre-clean the painful ear. No pre-cleaning? Hooray! All Zymox skin and ear products get their effectiveness from enzymes. Zymox contains no antibiotics and no petroleum byproducts, just the soothing power of enzymes. Zymox can be found at your veterinary clinic, most specialty stores for pets, and online. And you can save 20% off any Zymox or Oratine products on Zymox.com. Just enter the code ARDEN20 at checkout. That's ARDEN20. Visit Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X.com. Pause up. Ever Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Tever Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. Tever Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Amy Schumer. You're listening to Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio, where they keep it real and make everyone feel like they're pets. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBHAVE. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OBHAVE show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We got two dynamos in the house. We have Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos. She is the lead veterinarian from Purina. And then we also have an anthrozoologist from Purdue University, and that is Dr. Maggie O'Hare. And Dr. Maggie, you were talking about, I mean, you were there in West Lafayette, my alma mater, home of the skinny fries at Steak and Shake, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> among um, other things. <laughs> among other things. But you're working with Perina, but as Dr. Ruth Ann had mentioned, folks, she has gotten funding from some big league groups. I can name them, but you want to talk about a few of them because that might make everybody's ears perk up. Absolutely. Well, first, I am so grateful for collaborating with Dr. Ruth Ann and Purina and Merrick and others because that is really what makes this work possible. I mean, it's yeah. The veterans that we want to help, they're, they're not most of them <laughs> um, sitting around hoping to fund research. They're really active and hoping for answers. And so my goal is really to bring them a voice through science. You know, their word is making it so far, but, you know, policymakers, insurance yeah. companies, they're looking for data and numbers. And so my passion and my goal is to bring that to the incredible stories that I hear. And I've been fortunate enough to work with these organizations. And one of one of our major funders has been through the United States 
you know, the National Institutes of Health. And they NIH. are. Yeah, NIH. Yeah, that's, NIH. that's big league. Yeah, that's big league. You know, they're who's funding the clinical trials for many different medication and treatment options for veterans and others with PTSD. And so to be able to align our mission with theirs and team up to study this topic has been so impactful. And, you know, with Purina and others, have been able to make that go just that much further. So when you were a little kid, were you going A, B, C, anthrozoologist, that's what I want to be? I mean, where did that word come from? And how long has it been? We know from Dr. Ruth Ann, we know how long Perina and Chow were the word came from. So you're on the spot. Do you even have any clue how that ever came to be and how long it's been such a word? That is a great question. It, you know, because it's been my career for so long now, it feels that it's been around forever and it doesn't even feel like a strange word anymore. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I can just see you on a plane. What do you do? I'm an anthrozoologist. What? <laughs> I just stick to telling people I'm a professor and then that okay. usually does the job. <laughs> okay, that's good. All right. So, we've got more details we want to share. Dr. Ruthann, I want to make sure people understand there is the first time dog child visible impact award and there are certain deadlines but i think later this fall there's going to be another deadline but tell us a little bit about sure. karina's role in all this because people want to help there's a lot of us that have uh, family members in the military and a lot of folks that are pet lovers and these are special dogs these are amazing dogs so tell us how some things that we can pay attention to so we can help. Sure. So starting today through July 22nd, uh, if you have a veteran in your family and a service dog in your family, uh, you can go to dogchow.com backslash service, like we mentioned earlier, and you want to submit a photo of the dog and the veteran and then how they make that impact. So what the difference in the life and the relationship and all of the things that the dog has brought to that veteran's life. We'll collect those nominations. And then starting September 1st, we're going to roll it out to the general public to be able to vote. Um, so there'll be okay. five finalists that we'll pick. So you guys are coming back on the Old Behave Show, right? For sure. Get it on the record. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Right. Maybe with uh, the winner. Th who knows, right? I would love that. If they would like to, yeah. Yeah. So starting September 1st, we can the general public can go and vote on that on that dogchild.com slash service. That is a mouthful. Uh, Do you want to be a radio show host? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so they can vote on those five finalists. And then that will be open for about six weeks. And then we'll make the announcement. I'm going to do a little tease for your audience here. And okay. um, we'll make the announcement of the winner right around Veterans Day. And oh, perfect. Perfect. the way we want to also engage the public is that we, for every vote uh, on the finalists, we as Dog Chow will contribute $5 to the Association of Service Dog Providers for Military Veterans. So that will, you know, again, help to build that sort of pool for training these service dogs. I like that. And then the bonus is the winning uh, veteran and their dog will get a nice chunk of change, as well as the service provider that trains the dog will also um, get a financial donation as well. So we are, again, recognizing all the whole relationship um, from start to finish. And I think another stat we need to tell is that donations from Perina have really been adding up since 2018, uh, Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos. Do you know how much you have donated from Dog Chow to service dog organizations? 
Do I have to answer it in the form of a question? Are we well, on I won't jeopardy? penalize you, but do whatever you prefer. Alex, what is $1 million? Wow. <laughs> that is incredible. It adds up, doesn't it? It really does. And I mean, it just, it again, speaks to our commitment to this organization, to bringing people and pets together and really, you know, just enhancing the lives of both ends of the leash. Thank you. That was great. And everybody is going to go at the end of the show. We're going to have you repeat the website because this is how we learn. Repetition is the mother of all knowledge. We've talked about your role as an anthrozoologist, Dr. Maggie, helping out veterans dealing with PTSD, but it's broader too. Don't you sort of help a connection with like my dog? I have a safety dog named Kona because I teach pet first aid and she's a therapy dog. Her nickname is Ice Cream Kona. And she, Kona, Kona, wakey, wakey, Kona, wakey. She's sleeping. She's like, wait a minute, this is radio. I'm not supposed to be up. There she is. <laughs> oh. um, she is a, a shelter alum. That's what I call her. But she is the most intuitive dog I have ever had. That seems to know how to raise up energy or lower energy when meeting a new person, a dog or a cat. Now she thinks cats are gods, which is good because over my shoulder is pet <laughs> safety cat Casey. But I want to ask you to the folks out there for their dogs in general, are there any things that you could share as an anthrozoologist? I'm going to be saying that in my sleep. That might, <laughs> Maybe you'll become one. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like behaviorist on steroids. I, I don't know. So. You're on your you way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there some things that maybe they might be surprised at, at the power of the paw? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for the work that you're doing with Kona. Um, it's and my cat, my cat and my dog, we go all over and train veterinary approved pet first aid. And we actually make it fun because as you can tell, I'm a very serious individual. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, you know, I think first aid courses require a bit of humor to make it through them. So that's wonderful. And thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, I think there's so much that we're starting to learn about the impact that companion animals, therapy animals and service animals can have on humans. Yeah. And it really takes a special animal to do the work, right? It's a specific role. It's not, not everyone is going to be in the job that Dr. Ruth Ann is in or is going to host a podcast like Arden. You know, there are some animals that are naturally better suited to it. And then we can also work through training to enhance those behaviors. And I think it's wonderful to hear how your dog kind of adjusts the energy level. That's incredible, isn't it? That's, that's a brilliant. I would say that on the whole, what our research has found is that it's dogs that are less excitable on their own okay. that tend to elicit the best outcome from the human. So um, for at least for PTSD and many of the therapy animal cases that we're looking at, not having a really excitable, anxious personality tends to be more helpful to ease those who do have a high anxiety. I situation. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the things that we see depends on the population, but one of the key things that we find the animals can do is to facilitate social interaction okay. as humans, especially in this day and age, you know, look at us on zoom. We're not even <laughs> together. We are lacking that kind of personal connection that people used to have. And an animal can provide that in two ways. The first is directly, you feel less alone. If you're interacting with that animal, you get that positive feedback and maybe physical contact. But the second way is that they help connect us to those around us. So if you're walking with Kona, 
I'm sure you're much more likely to have someone smile and say hello, the research tells us, than if you're on your own. And so they can help connect us to humans, which increases our positive emotions and reduces our anxiety as well. So there's a little chemistry going on in the brain. The feel-good hormones get boosted and the stressed hormones get to take a back seat. Absolutely. We call those feel-good hormones, sometimes oxytocin, that love hormone is boosted. And in terms of stress hormone, we've often looked at cortisol to look at stress physiology, yeah. and we see that that can reduce in those interactions as well. I do know that my cats and dogs, my cat is a certified therapy cat. So he comes into memory care centers and schools and libraries, and he's never met a stranger. He's a tabby, orange tabby, Casey. We call him the feline George Clooney. Um, and Kona <laughs> is always smiling and she's also a certified therapy pet. And so I like being able to give back, but I got to tell you through COVID and all that, they never once wanted to change the channel. You know, they never were in a car ride saying, are we almost there yet? I think there's a lot of advantages to having pets that are tapped into us, right? Absolutely. And that's wonderful to hear that you have a therapy cat. Those are far less common. Yeah. So I'm he's sure pretty, he's a character. Out. Trust me. <laughs> I don't know where he gets it from, um, but, um, but yeah, you know, and he teaches in the pet first aid class. So I have a real dog and a real cat that love in person or via Zoom. And this has nothing to do with Purina. So shut up, Ard. So let's get into, <laughs> let's wrap this up. So what's the parting message you want to give us all, uh, Dr. Ruth and Lobos? from the lead veterinarian from Purina. <laughs> yeah, so I would say my parting message is one, Purina is 100% devoted to people and pets are better together. And by supporting this amazing research and pairing our veterans with service dogs to allow them to have a more functioning life is part of our DNA. So please go, if you know a service dog and a veteran, go yeah. to www.dogchow.com backslash service, nominate them, send in your pictures. Um, if you don't, please revisit that site come September 1 and vote and on those finalists and let's, let's pick a winner. I love that. And Dr. Anthrozoologist. <laughs> we got Dr. Maggie O'Hare. What's your parting message? My parting message is just that I'm so honored and delighted to get to share the stories of so many veterans and their service dogs through science. I've had many of them tell me I would not be alive if it were wow. not for my service dog. And finally, we're getting to share numbers that can make a difference for them through policy, through access, through insurance, through shortening wait lists, through improving access and improving services. So I'm just honored to be a part of the process and glad to get to be a part of your show, Arden. So I guess you digged it. It was okay, you guys, right? It was fantastic. We dug it. <laughs> hey, everybody. We really enjoyed having both of them on our show. At this time, I also want to do a shout out to my producer, Mark Winter. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. I call him the surgeon of sound, and it is the largest radio network on pets in the planet. Maybe we'll get to the moon someday. I also invite you to check out what the heck I'm up to. It's very easy. Just go to my name, go to ardenmore.com, and you'll see what I'm doing with my pets. Until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. 
from famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.